0: Yeah. You don't have to cry about it, all. <laughs> <laughs> the like superiority.
1: This is what happens. I cover chip lunch <laughs> dusty. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Brings you to tears. It's a very emotional podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell this is the last thing we're recording today? I feel
1: emotional now. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> <But yeah. laughs> all right, well, let's see what that brings up for us, huh? Tired, emotional, and exhausted. It's the Chipline Podcast, guys. Welcome back. <laughs> 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 we just realised we've we've had a big day of recording, so we're, we're here, emotional and excited. You know, in uh, Saturday Night Live, that's why they have the writing. They have a writing day where they write all night, and they think that they they reason they do that is because they think they're funnier. So hopefully that happens to us. <laughs> <laughs> we're uh, be funnier holiday. when you're tired. Yeah. So yeah. like yeah, they're yeah. more hysterical funny. So mm-hmm. apparently that's what they do. Back on the back on the old. Uh, the original, the OGs. Oh yeah, geez. what
0: episode have we, is this? It's 11. 11. 11. Yeah, we've got
1: 10 in the bank. They this say if, the you if, you,
2: if you beat the first 10, you're in the top percentage
0: something, of, something, something. of podcasts. Yeah.
1: How about I get that right?
0: <laughs> do you know
1: <laughs> it? It's, yeah, it's the top, if you do more than 20 episodes, you're <laughs> in the top oh. 1% of podcasts. 10 to go, baby. 10 to go. Halfway. 10 to Easy. go. We're, uh, we're 0.5 of a the percent there. 0.05%? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 0.05%. <laughs> no, that's not half. <laughs> <laughs> 50% <laughs> No not 50% Because you're in the top 1% What One
0: thing. point You'd be in the top one point. Yeah but I'm
1: saying that We're like I was No but it might be A completely
0: day. different number To get to yeah. 10 Yeah oh. <laughs> why? Tired,
2: tired, why? emotional,
1: and exhausted. I <laughs> can understand why. We've had, yes, as you said, we've had ten episodes mm. with some really interesting people from Bible um, Church talking about how they've grown up as a Christian. Mm. We, had, we had Daniel, who's fifteen. We've got Bev, who's like a little bit older, Than fifteen. Yeah, a little bit older than fifteen. We've got people in between. Um, it's been really interesting hearing what they have to say. Uh, we've uh, increased the options for chips. Yes. as well yes, which we have just very interesting your, your
2: grandma bev. bev coming in with the vinegar yeah that was legit it felt very english when i heard her say that yeah well yeah. she she did say that that was what happened was all the english people came over from england mm, and amazing. when they were migrating <laughs> to australia <laughs> and they we were get. like well, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, <laughs> and they would all have they would all have hot chips and chuck vinegar on it yeah and i guess i realize that that's probably salt and vinegar chips yes is yeah. from that I didn't even think of that and until ha- just we've then.
0: We've had our struggle trying to find. We we had some chips here a few weeks ago, and we c- we haven't been able to find a place that wraps them in paper anymore. That's
1: very disappointing. So that it's outrageous. A bit sad. I don't know if I've ever had vinegar with chips. Really? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure if I have. Yeah, so you're English, but uh, aren't you?
0: Isn't I'm Scottish. Don't insult me. Like <laughs> <that>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, but that's when you really could. Really uh, obviously, you haven't changed your mind on chicken salt, but.
0: No. no, no, no! Still, still the top. Mm, I th- still think plain salt's yeah, salt. You is got the best. at least ten more episodes to win us. Come on, guys! <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll uh, pay you in kudos and YouTube views line if you coin. in Lionel coin if you um if you say salt uh, plain salt not chicken salt.
0: Yeah. Matt, Matt said plain salt. I think on the Discord. Mm. Yeah, so yeah. So if shout you shout out let to us Matt know on the Discord. We can probably get
1: Matt on, and um, he can up the numbers on the plain salt. Mm. Yeah, that'd be good. yeah. Did your did Bev say that she would have salt with vinegar? Plain salt, just was, plain. Yeah,
2: oh
0: plain salt. So so. yeah, oh no no
2: Actually, she didn't. She, she said salt was bad for her, oh. and that she doesn't have salt. Okay, because it's bad for something.
1: I'm tired. It's bad for something. We're all tired, emotional, exhausted. It's a chip lunch podcast. Now, uh, what are we going to talk about today?
0: Uh, we're going to talk about youth group, aren't we? Oh, are it's pretty exciting.
1: Yes, we've all got experiences of youth group in one shape, wait, one shape or form. Gosh, mm, yeah. I can't speak. Sorry.
0: And a couple of different uh a couple of different experiences over a couple of different churches. I think it's pretty
1: Yeah, and like the people fun. that we've had have, have talked about their experiences of youth group as well, which has been really cool. Let's uh let's start with you, Braden. What's yeah. uh well no we've we've heard about how I was I was uh, there on your first night of youth group. That must yeah and here and I'm still here. And here I am. It <laughs> is the last day you'll see me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, on my last day of youth group, I want Joel to be there. Jumping over chairs as well. Just to bring back memories. But
1: yeah. But you're old I, now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm old now, am I? Yeah. Well. Where are you off to, Ethan?
0: <laughs> okay. Ethan's gonna yeah. Oh, no, no, do no. no not for now. the For the grams. No, for, no, no. for the vine. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. For do the that. Vine. Cut that down. <laughs> later, 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 <laughs> later, later. <laughs> no, no, later. Later, Well, maybe I'm if not sure. If you not want semi- Joel to jump a chair,
1: I think up, we need to get to up the likes.
0: Thousand likes. Thousand <laughs> likes <laughs> on <laughs> this <laughs> video. Thousand
1: likes. Yeah, right. thousand likes, definitely jump <laughs> 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 um, we'll we'll a chair. Easily. We'll chair
0: every thousand likes. People. Yeah. Yeah, so. You screwed. I think youth group for me it brings back a lot of good memories it's uh, it brings back a lot of memories of um i think it was a great it was very exciting had a lot of people from school who all went to youth group together so it would be a fun time of like oh what's on for youth this week all week we'd kind of that's what we would chat about and we and say there was something like i remember there being a matrix night (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think there was a Matrix night for one of them, and I remember dying. A bunch of us dyed our hair black oh, uh, for that night. That is epic. So that's like, cool. it was like that kind of thing where they, they, we would know what was coming up, and and that's what we would talk. Like we would get excited about it, and it would kind of make. It would be yeah. I just remember that having that, that fellowship with my school friends and that excitement. Even though uh, a bunch of them weren't Christians, they were just excited to get to hang out together on a Friday night after school and fun and we were friends with our youth leaders and so mm. we were excited to see them and see what they'd been up to during the week so uh, yeah i think that's the first thing that pops into my mind when i think about my experience at youth group what about you Joel? uh
1: i'm a bit older than you as we as we were talking about <laughs> before we got on the podcast um sometimes i don't know why but my re- memories of youth group are a little bit hazy for some reason Pro- perhaps in the early days because mm. um I don't know, I think I was a little bit, I was quite anxious when I was at that age when I first started going to youth group. So I think there's a little bit of, um, I remember it that sometimes the anxious moments. I don't know why. And I think a lot of my memories are based on my anxiety about things. Um, Like a lot of my memories are based on the anxious feelings I feel like in my chest, which is kind of interesting. Uh, I'm okay guys, don't worry. (laughs) Um, But I think uh, looking back on it, how um, youth group was very formative for me. And as we will talk about later, like youth group leading as well. Just really formative and I'm so glad I did it. Um, But it also, I mean, and the way that we do it at, it was Soul Revival Youth Community at Guy Mir when I was in youth group, but also here at Soul Revival Church and the way that we become friends with our leaders and our yeah. leaders become friends with the the crew that they're leading is um, that was a really invaluable thing for me because I was being led by uh, Christian guys who were slightly older than me, but hadn't, you know, some experience of growing up as a Christian and you knew what was going on. And uh, again, like I said, that, that experience with those guys was invaluable because they were all also um, different ages themselves, yeah. which was really cool. And, um, the thing that I'm really thankful for too is also that joy. McMorty was one of my leaders, who is now one of the pastors at our church. So that's a really um, cool link to have there. So just that that intergenerational thing that we try to practice at Soul Revival Church of uh, the leaders are friends with each other, but also they and then at, at the youth group they're friends with their crew, and it it's a, it creates a really nice atmosphere in able to be. To share the love of Jesus, rather than let's surprise you with a Bible talk, like it's it's a it's an overtly Christian experience, but there's still a lot of fun going on as well. Mm. But I, there's these I, I I remember my memories are going to be more about um, leading. I think in this podcast, but like I remember just having these amazing chats with people about Jesus, and like I don't think anywhere else you were going to get that. Yeah.
0: If that makes sense. Do you remember any of those chats specifically or or getting is there like a big memory or big um, moment of growth you can associate with any of those chats or is it just one of those gradual things that it was good to have one a space like that? I think
1: I think um, the second thing you're saying. It was just really gradual for me and just having a space to know that I was loved. Yeah. And there was still like just this kind of thing with school of like just trying to figure out who you were and We've talked about before, like I like I got a bit up, quite upset at my friends of like oh, you're supposed to meet my friends kind of thing. And as we get older, there was a definite split in my friendship group and like about um, with Michael Greaves who's been on the podcast before that we decided we wanted to keep going to. It was at that time it ended up being solis, so I could gone out of youth group into the older age group of um, solis, which is on a Saturday night. And these other people wanted to go to parties and stuff like that and go drinking and all that. And i I'd, I'd been to a couple of parties and I was just like ah. I much prefer going to youth group or Soli's. Like, it was yeah. just – it just – it was an atmosphere and a and a, and a place where I wanted to be. I think that's really the big thing that I take out of it, um, to be able to actually think that these people said, hey, it's cool, like, just come and be you. You know, mm-hmm. that was really important to me. I think that was the most important thing that I got from it. Yeah. Ethan, you had a different experience of youth group, I would say.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I did. Please um, share. So – one of the things that i experienced at youth group was being one of the only if not the only christian at youth group <laughs> um so uh, when Bible church started we had uh i was in year 9 and so we had the privilege of starting rival youth from scratch from scratch from the, and so i we've heard a lot about my friends uh, on previous episodes uh jump onto the lewis episode yes uh, he's one of my mates that rocked up in those early days um and he was one of those non-christians uh that were hanging out with us um there which was really cool um but it was yeah so i just went and invited a bunch of my mates and we kind of took over. There was a few other uh, people that were younger than us as the years went on uh, that we, we, we picked up a few people, uh, which was really cool, and they were all Christians, um, mm. but they were a bit scared because uh, my mates and I kind of, I, I want to say ape, uh, Alfred uh, the the <laughs> space, um, which was yeah. really interesting because a whole bunch of non-Christians, plus myself, I was, it was, yeah, a whole bunch of non-Christians alphering a supposedly Christian space. Right. It was really interesting to navigate uh yeah. through school and and what happened was those these these non-Christians and myself were just loved the whole time by these leaders that were older than us mm. who they they didn't put up with us. They wanted to be there and hang out with us every week. Uh, there we, there's, a, there's an example that we often uh fall back on when we ch- when we tell stories about this time but uh we w- we were going to different houses because we didn't have a venue yet uh, we didn't have a space and so every week was a an, another lovely member of the church 's house that they'd and and one of them uh one of these members had a big tree in their backyard, and the youth leaders had organized a really fun night uh that was really cool and had all this stuff and instead of doing any of the stuff, the boys and I just climbed the tree all night like we were up in this tree for hours just like talking and yelling and throwing things. And um, and the leaders would just love us in that. And then when we did come down, they were like, oh, do you want to chat and hang out? And, and that developed into relationships that are still a thing now. Um, and so despite it being different, because it was a whole lot of non-Christians just hanging out on a Friday, because that's what, uh, and then what we had, they had the opportunity to sit and, hear talks and get and have conversations like like you were saying have chats Mm. about the Bible and um, Christianity in a space where like we spent a lot of time together at school and outside of that we never talked about that stuff um, unless they were talking to me um, about that stuff Um, but they were actually with all these people that were older than that were like we want to love you and we also want to talk about Jesus with you and so I think from what you guys were sharing it's a really similar experience despite it being different um, because there was those leaders who were, like you guys were talking about, loving. Uh, yeah. And there was that really gospel-centered focus in whatever we did at Youth Group.
0: A question I have, Aeth, if someone listening was a, maybe a youth leader and they're looking to support maybe a youth kid who does have a lot of non-Christian friends or is surrounded by a, a lots of non-Christians, what, what would be a good way you would think that they would be able to support them Get out Sup- of the tree. From Sup- your experience. Support the Christian or support, support the, the- Christian. Support the Christian. In that environment. Um,
2: I think, I don't know. I think I wasn't treated very differently yeah. to everyone else. Mm. Like it wasn't like, oh, the Christian and then the non-Christians and we'll we'll talk to the Christian in a certain way and we'll talk it's to the, the non-Christians the pa- a certain the pastor's way. So yeah, doing, well, yeah, and that's another thing. It mm. wasn't like, I wasn't treated like the mm. pastor's kid. Yeah. I was just another member of that group. Yeah. Um and so the amount of love and effort they put into those other boys was what they put into me. Yeah. Um and so yeah, so part of it was don't treat them differently like. And it, and that but that's assuming that you're treating the non-Christians in the right way. Yeah. Uh, assuming that you're not going get out of the tree. <laughs> but instead you're saying like in that sense there probably was some get out of the tree guys. Come on, we're going to do the talk. Like that was a moment of the night. But it wasn't a, oh, we want to do our thing. It was, no, we just want to love you guys. Um, and that. so one of the very first nights is another story uh, was we would congregate. This is a grieve story. I don't even remember this happening, but he has told a story where we would congregate in a little circle and chat. And then a leader would come over to like kind of join the conversation. And what would happen spontaneously is that the circle would dissipate. And then form somewhere else without the leader. And the leader would be standing there like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it would just be like, oh, I'm going to go get some food. Oh, I'm going to go get a drink. And then it would just disperse. And then it would reform. And I don't even know if it was intentional. Like, I'd, it was just that they'd move it's like away. Just like
1: when you get out of a conversation at a party. Like, yeah, it was oh,
2: like, I'm just going to get a drink. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, And it was just like that, right? And But that that was probably year one. And maybe it would have kept going till whatever. But- Greaves and the other leaders didn't stop trying to break into those groups. That was another thing. Don't stop, don't give up on the ones that don't want your attention because they're teenagers (laughs) and it's weird to talk to adults anyway. So don't give up on that. Instead, love them and keep trying. It's like creating a space
1: that is... Like it's free from like, it's just like, this is an area where we're just going to love you yeah. kind of thing, an environment yeah, that we're just going to love you. And I think that's motivated, of course, about uh, like a lot of the youth leaders that you had were youth leaders around the similar, like they were the similar age to me when we went through a youth group, which mm-hmm. was the same thing. So that kind of system of leading your youth all the way through the years is, makes a big difference. Because um, you're always an, an ever presence. If the leaders are there as an ever presence in an environment where you feel quite reasonably safe to be yourself, mm-hmm. I think that's where you start seeing the things that you, we're talking about. Is
2: for for context, real quickly, yeah, here, Matt. Yeah. Uh, Joel's just describing what happened at uh, Gaimira. what's something we're going to try and get properly sorted uh, here at Solis when we have the the, the bigger the mass, capacity, the capacity to mm-hmm. get that. But what would happen was you jo- when you join the leadership team, you join in you. With when your youth kids are in year seven and then as they go through high school you also yes. move up through the groups with them mm-hmm. and so by the time they get into Solis or the equivalent now late night or, um, or senior high and, and beyond you uh, have spent years with them seeing them every Friday night and hanging out with them every week mm-hmm. um, and building that relationship and that's the, if, if, if those boys came to that house on a Friday night and got told and, and then and then did that for a year and went to different houses for a year and then after that all these leaders were like oh no i'm done i've done my shift see ya yeah um this would not have that relationship wouldn't have built yeah like you've got to actually put in the time uh, which actually like as someone i'm the i'm the youth pastor at sorrow of church and i am very passionate about this uh and i'm i actually think it's one of the best things ever hang out at youth every week and so i have no i personally have no issues doing the time like because i don't f- see it like that um i see it as hanging out um and yeah there's there's times when people are best equipped to be doing youth group and then there's times where they can't be a youth leader anymore but i think that when you're there try and be there for a while and try and dig in with these with, with that with the people you're with yeah is there any
1: uh, moment of youth group? You talk about a moment in youth group, Brayden, that, or you asked me that question of like a turning point for you. Was there any moment like that for youth group in, in when you a- attending youth group for you?
0: Um, I can't pin down, I don't think I can pin down specifics. Like, I obviously remember a lot of great talks and a lot of um, challenging talks, especially like I became a Christian after listening to Stu give a talk in an Ecclesia. I think. Daniel had a pretty um, similar experience listening to a talk from Dan which I think is a cool reminder of how powerful the preached word is especially Mm. youth group and um, Mm. especially when um, sometimes during youth talks it might feel like not a lot of people are listening or Mm. it's it's hard to get their attention. I think it's a really cool reminder that 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 preaching changes people's lives especially youth group. I think that's an awesome reminder. And God's
1: God's the one that's reaching people kind of thing he's just using you kind of thing yeah Yeah.
0: and i think i have good memories of i think we've talked a little bit about this on the podcast before but i have good memories of um scripture at school and the cool thing was that when i was at kirui high we had fee Francescone, who was also at church with us helping run the youth group as well so you kind of had this connected Mm. community where like we would go to have scripture and then like after scripture we would hang out and talk to fee because we're friends with fee And then we would see her on Friday night and she'd be telling us on Tuesday afternoon or whatever, oh, are you keen to see you guys on Friday, we're doing this. And we'd be excited about it, excited to talk to her about it and then we'd see her on Friday. I think that was a cool – I think uh, scripture in school is such a cool opportunity to connect with people, especially kids like me or you, Joel, where you don't have that Christian support from other places. Mm. Oh, you don't have that Christian support at home. Mm. I think it was such a cool and exciting thing to get to hang out with those guys in lots of different contexts.
1: Mm. It was the first time I heard the gospel preached. Was it at scripture? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's. Uh, yeah, I think it's a really important thing. I experienced the same thing of like yeah, of fee fee as well. Like just you know, at our school and like knowing oh fee there, and then you see her on, on a Friday night, and then. When you got older, we saw her on a Saturday night too, and it was just like, oh, there's, there's, there is there's, a connectedness here that she's not just turning up to school and telling her something that she might not believe in. Like, she yeah. was living it out. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's the other thing with youth group is that you can see your leaders trying to live it out, what they're talking to you about. Like, they're reading the Bible and then trying to live it out by being friends with you. I mean, the, uh, we always talk about that Jesus' death on the cross doesn't just reconcile us to God, it reconciles us to others. So when people are living that out, leading youth group, yeah, allowing the kids to ha- stay in the tree <laughs> for, for hours um, because they want to love them, it's because they know that they're already reconciled to those people in the tree. Yep. So I can, I can, because of Jesus, and I can give these guys this space to be themselves, some of them some of them are often not very popular at school and not like don't feel loved at school and that was like my situation it was like i didn't feel great at school so here's a space to be a teenager with my friends in a space where there's people that are older than me that are loving me in that, in that mm-hmm. aspect and i don't know if you i don't know if you get anywhere else like that in that there's not many places you can get something like that where it's not transformed by jesus mm-hmm. and i think that's what's really cool about Youth group is that, and youth ministry is that, like, there's always that stat that Stu, your dad, talks about is that, like, something like 70% of people become Christians in their teenage years. That was the case for me. I think that was the case for you, Brandon. Yep. You're a little bit earlier. You're a, <laughs> you're a special case, outlier. <laughs> but that's the, um, I don't know, I don't know how to describe it in a way that's just like, it's just a, you know, the term safe space gets used a lot, but like, it is a safe space to be you. Like to be the person or discover the person that God has created you to be. And that's what you're doing when you're in your teenage years. You're trying to figure out who you are. You know, there's all this stuff going on and you're trying to figure that out. out.
2: I think that something that we can fall into the trap of, and we can talk about this more when we're talking about youth leading, but I want to bring it up when we're talking about being a youth because it's just as important. Um, Because something we can fall into the trap of is thinking that going on a Friday night is just rocking up to a program. Mm. or as a youth leader it can be oh i'm just putting on a program for these teenagers and then i'm going home and then they're going home and that's it um but what the tree is a really good example of is that these youth leaders had made a program and then they threw it away because they knew we were having fun and they wanted to love us Mm. because it wasn't about that program it was about the fact that they were coming and they were going to hear about jesus and now as a youth kid what's really important to know um back on maybe the advice for being at when if you are the christian kid surrounded by non-christian kids at your youth group or if you're a christian kid going to a youth group you need to be sure that you're not just going to youth group because it's a program that or, or another extracurricular it, it, like you i don't know about you about about your kids for example but uh, the, the kids i have you know, encountered through, um, we've talked about working at GPAC, um, and they have a thousand things on during the week. There's, there's, there's soccer practice on Tuesday. There's dancing on Wednesday. There's music on Thursday. And then there's like youth group on Friday and maybe youth group on Friday is just another one of those extracurriculars that I just rock up to because it's a thing that my mum has got sent me to, to, or what I think a really important thing about youth group is that it's not just one of those. It is a community and it, it is that safe space. It's that, that, um, it is that space that is transformed by Jesus. Mm-hmm. And the transformation by Jesus is the thing that, like you were saying, that makes it not a program that's put on. Mm. Um, well, again, Jesus says if we're like more than two, two
1: Christians are meeting, I'm, I'm in the midst. Yeah. yeah. And that's, I think, that's the transformative power that you're talking about. Um, my memories with youth group are more associated with youth leading. I'm not really sure why that is, but um, if we move on to youth leading, I think again on reflection, the amount of stuff that I'd learned as a youth leader, I did not realize until maybe five years later. yeah, and it was really cool because like, and it was I think it was also the way that we set up our youth ministry is that it's very low key, long term and relational, which is what we like to, how we like to approach ministry. But when I look back and I'm about, like, oh, Jesus, I was lucky. I did youth ministry and learn how to do that mm. in a space that's like very like failure is okay in youth ministry. Do you know what I mean? Like because the the teenagers that you're leading don't really care that much. They're not going to hold you to a very high standard. Mm. Um, they only care about just. I think I think that the teenagers are surprised you want to be their friends. Mm. That's the other thing because again, in the world, in a world where teenagers often aren't listened to if there's a space where they can come and be listened to sometimes about what's going on for them, it's like, oh, wow, these guys actually are treating me with the same dignity and respect that perhaps I think I should have, but I'm not getting it in the wider world. Even at school, even the teachers treat me like I'm terrible because I am I might be mucking up in their class or I might not be reaching their standard of academic achievement or whatever it is. But now like, that's the thing is, I think that's the the transformative thing for me is like what I learned in youth group, as like an attendee of youth group, I'm like, oh, I can do that as a youth leader, and that was what's really cool. So, let's let's talk about youth leading, Brayden. What what made you decide you wanted to do youth leading?
0: Uh, I think I was hesitant for a while. I, I was too because yeah. I had, I held my leaders in very high regard. I think they did a really good job, and they were very open and very they were just they were keen to be friends with us and they also dedicated a lot of time a lot of um put a lot of effort into loving us and i think i was hesitant because i just didn't know if i would be able to do that and i think it took me and i think again i was i i think i wasn't as you just mentioned joel like there's a lot of failing to do, that happens in youth ministry. And I think I just wasn't aware of that. I think yeah. I just went like, oh, these guys were always having fun. Yeah. They're all friends. Um, I, I, my so was nothing like ever seemed like it was going wrong. And yeah. I think I felt like, oh, I don't know if I can do that, if I'm going to be able to do that and put the time and the effort in that I want to. And I think the cool thing was when I was thinking about it, um, so I was chatting to Greaves, who was the, use coordinator and he was kind of just like, just give it a go and see what happens. And I think that was really helpful because it meant I had, I didn't have this moment where I just dropped everything and went into it. But instead I like went there. Um, I went there with expectations of I'll just see how I go and big. And I just jumped, ended up jumping straight back into it because I loved it so much. But I think it took me that little bit of, um, yeah, I think I just held it in a very high esteem. So it took, I hesitated a little bit before jumping in, especially I just I knew that my leaders had put so much of their life, uh, so much energy and excitement and time into it. I just didn't know if I was going to be able to do the same thing.
1: I think uh, I was a similar thing. I, uh, when we were at Guamia, the usual thing was you finished high school and then would go straight into youth leading. Mm. And there was actually a two-year gap where I didn't do that. I think it was two years. And I think one of the reasons was... Uh, I I saw myself as more sinful than my leaders mm. and I thought I'm not as I'm not mm. as godly as them mm. um, For but then you you then you like oh hang on a sec it's just like <laughs> they're just older that's, like, <laughs> like, <that's> the <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> it's not in terms of like how sinful or not they are it's just they're just older um, yeah. but that was something I think that held me back as a youth leader I was really uh, felt like I was entangled in whatever sin that I had mm. and I didn't I probably didn't lead as well as I wanted to. And that was the thing. It's like, and probably trying to match the standard that i thought that my leaders were like you were, yeah. right? So that was something that took me a while to get into youth leading, but, um, it was cool that the, one of the guys that I had as a youth leader, Chris, um, came and was a coordinator for us mm. as we were going as being youth leaders. So that was a really cool thing to have is a, to have that experience and be able to help us out with that. Um, when did you start leading? So you you started in youth group at when we like planted Soul Revival Church. So a little bit different
2: for you. Where did you start youth leading? Um, year twelve, I think. So one of the ways we do. It was different for me because we were just figuring it out. But mm-hmm. um, it starts a little earlier now. So um, one of the things we try and do at Soul Revival Church is uh, you do. 7 to 10 youth group and then 11 and 12 you can be a light leader um at um the at the youth group so you're 11 you're a light leader in year for the year 7 and 8 group and then um, year 12 you're a light leader for the year 9 and 10 group and then year 13 you're a light leader for um for late night and you can go back as a leader now i some people figure out what they want to do when they're really young uh, as a career um, I didn't figure that out. Uh, uh, what I'm doing now is definitely not what I was expecting expecting to do at all um, when I was real young. But being a youth leader is something I've always wanted to do, um, pretty pretty quickly. And that was because I think um, I've had some heaps of really influential people in my life, and so many of those influential people in my life were my youth leaders. Uh, and I have heaps of I've had heaps of really excellent friends. Uh, over the years and so many of those have been youth leaders and I just really I saw all that and was like I just want to give back somehow um and it looks like heaps of fun (laughs) and it is heaps of fun um some of my like I definitely had the nerves and I still do um I have lots of people to compare myself against that are far better at it than I am and um that I am constantly learning from. Um, Like my dad did a whole, is doing a PhD on youth ministry. And I'm like, sick, I gotta gotta be a youth leader now. (laughs) (laughs) Um. But but it's awesome because I can just go home and do like, dad, hey, I have this issue. We were in the car the other day and I raised something Um, that happened at youth group and he was like oh I had that all the time here's a way to deal with that and I was like oh sick and he's like yeah I had to learn that from trial and error and I was like (laughs) oh awesome I'm glad I didn't have to learn that by trial and error and um, (laughs) and um, yeah so that's really that's really helpful but it still makes the um, made the initial anxiety to get into it um, there but I was just excited Um, and I always have been to do this like I think it's the best it's so much fun that's really cool
1: (laughs) Um, what about the we talk about being friends as youth leaders that's something that we really we want to be uh, their leaders but uh, appropriately their friends as well mm. um, what's that like um, I don't know if every youth ministry across Australia or S- Sydney or Australia or wherever mm. does that what would um, what would you describe it as becoming friends with the the we would probably be leading boys most of the time yep what's that what's that like becoming friends with the boys
2: i think i think um just real quickly uh, something i was thinking about before uh we were chatting about teachers and things and 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 i was thinking about the relationship all the relationships with adults that teenagers get are authoritarian relationships yes and so you've got teachers that are like sure i i know like my fiance uh, was really good friends with her teachers and I was friends with a few of my teachers, um, but never friends, friends. Um, and my parents, I am really, really good friends with my parents, but they're my parents still. Um, and some people don't even have that friendship relationship with their parents. Mm. Um, but when they get to, um, when they get to youth group, they're, they're suddenly looking up at all these adults that are, yeah, will will be authoritarian to an extent. Um, They'll be like we are in charge as youth leaders. And that is a line that we need to draw in the sand. Um, But we do want to be their friends. And that's a really obvious thing for them to see. Uh, It's, they're not going, Oh, you're just the teacher that'll tell me what to do. Mm. Punish me. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're literally saying to them, Hey guys, we want to be your friends. Um, Or we're literally asking them how they're going and how they're feeling. And, um, how, and from a Christian, how their Christian walk's going. Um, and I don't think that happens heaps. Um, uh, it might happen with parents quite a lot, but outside of that, I think it's, it's so different to see adults that are doing things like, hey, how are you feeling? Especially when for a lot of teenagers, their friends aren't even doing that. Like yeah. we've talked about friends doing nothing but bullying for a whole of high school. And yeah. in that, there's very little how you doing. I actually genuinely want to care for you and have a conversation with you like that doesn't yeah. happen very often one you know? of my frustrations that was mine exactly but, yeah. yeah and and so when you're suddenly meeting people who are who are, who are talking like that and acting like that that's a huge that's a huge thing um for a young person to be going, Oh wow, this person really wants to invest in me yeah that's cool yeah and that's I think a part of it anyway
0: that's kind of one of those one of those interesting things looking back on you're like. You really, I feel like, as a teenager, if if an adult is treating you with respect and genuine Mm. interest and is interested in what you're saying, what you're doing, I feel like that makes a huge impression.
1: Yeah, and earned so much respect. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, Yeah, and I think that's like I can just remember my youth leaders. Like um, they would, they organised thing. They knew that. I remember we were all we all got really into. Um Man versus Wild with Bear Girls <laughs> first <right>. came out. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I remember uh, this. This was a it was a strong phase. And I remember so the youth leaders, it was school holidays, so youth wasn't on, and they knew they were all really into this thing. So they decided that we would all go on a they invited us all to go on a bushwalk. But they like went around and dropped stuff to each of our houses, checked out the, how we were going in the holidays and stuff. But then we all went on a bushwalk through and we ended up we ended up just like going near Baden Ridge if people know where that is. But we we're just like in the bush at Baden Ridge, and just like just yeah. had the craziest time that like running through the bush and being silly. And then we did a Bible study mm. as well. And I think it was just really cool to see that it was it wasn't it's not like oh Friday's a job I turn up I do my shift on Friday I leave. It's like nah we we're interested in what they're interested in because we're friends with them mm. and we want to hang out with you. Because we're friends with you. And that means we'll hang out with you on our time. You know, it's like a weekend in the school holidays. A bunch of 20 to 25-year-olds could have done whatever that, yeah. like whatever they wanted. Like, they didn't need to come and hang out with a bunch of 16-year-olds. You know what I mean? That was but they that was were a friends huge, with us. That
2: was a huge thing, being like, why on earth do you care? Like, like, I've just been at school all week. I don't even care about school. But you care about what I've been doing this week. Like... Like, why does someone as cool as you, or as or as like wise as you, or as godly as you, yeah, care? Like, it's such a like from a from like I, it didn't make sense mm. to me. I think, I think it was just like, and and I, I don't know. I, I don't have as many examples of that kind of thing, Braden, But I do have this one really cool example where it kind of clicked. It was a lot later, but it clicked that. Because I'd been, as, as the Christian, I'd been friends with them because I kind of got it pretty early on um, what we were on about and, um, and I understood it all pretty all rightly. Um, but, and I was trying, anyway, I didn't really, but I tried to. Um, but I understood that my friends got it when we were, I reckon, in year 12 or something and the new Godzilla movie came out. And it was like a bunch of us were really hyped to go see Godzilla. (laughs) And so we went, we were like, we'll book tickets and go to the movies. And one of my mates that was not me, actually, I think it was Lewis. I think Lewis did it. I think he organized it. But Lewis invited Jared and Brayden and, no, not Brayden. Jared and Greaves um, and maybe some others at the time to come to the movies with us as friends because we were just going to the movies. Um, And one of my mates like we t- still tell stories about that day because one of my mates ripped the greatest <laughs> fart <laughs> of all time. Yes. Like <laughs> silent emotional moment in the film, <laughs> loudest fart you'll ever hear. It was awesome. It was so, it was so, it was so good. And then, and then the character on screen laughed at something. Like we didn't, we were laughing so much that we didn't hear what was said. And then the character goes, "Ha ha ha!" And I'm we were like,
0: oh, "It was so good." I'm excited for producer Dave's Godzilla, Godzilla <laughs> edit.
1: Check the Godzilla fart in there, Dave. <laughs> oh,
2: it was great. It
0: was really,
1: really good. Um, the thing that I think about when leading is um, the establish. Like we talk about establishing relationships with the younger crew, but also as we as we grew up. As they grew up, we grew up at the same time,
0: mm.
1: and just the um, when we like at first, like if people come in Year Seven, for example, and like, oh yeah, you know, we're hanging out and we're just we're just trying to love love them and say it's it's cool, we're you, we're going to be friends and all yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. But then when they stick around, mm. you just like the relationship with them is becomes really really important. Yeah, and I thought. Um, that was like, like, I think that was when I was like, man, I love youth leading. Like mm. there was this time we had a camp called revive camp. And I think it was when our boys were in year nine, we were leading them. And what was cool about us, we were friends of all, but like uh, quite a few of the, some of the boys and I had this one, I was like going through youth. It was just, you just a little bit closer to like one particular leader. Yep. And it was just really special to me to have a couple of guys that just kind of like Like had that closer relationship with Mm. and and I think that those relationships and I'm lucky enough that like Jai was that guy for me Mm. Jai like we would talk about football all the time because we both supported the same team and stuff and he was a he's a very good football player and that relationship has existed since I was 15 years old Mm. and I'm now it's 15 years on from that or even more than that and we're still friends And um, I think it's also something that also saddens me a lot when we led our boys all the way up until year 12 and then we needed at that point in time to make a decision whether we were going to stay at Guimere or leave. Mm. And that was the the thing that kept me – that was the only thing that was going to keep me. Like we ended up departing Guimere. That was the thing that was the most heart-wrenching for me was having these boys and having to tell them that – I'm sorry, but we're leaving. We're going to leave the church at this point in time. And I remember sitting in a room telling him, and I was just, I was crying because I was like, "We've established this relationship with these boys. Now God is in control of their faith more than anything else. He'll he'll hold on to them no matter what. But if I was them to have someone that I really trusted in and then say I'm leaving, like it it can do it can I don't know if it damages their faith, but it can have Effects on their faith and like it's in terms of trust and all that kind of stuff. So, um, I'm speaking that in the sense of like the the relationships that we develop as youth leaders when we do it are so important. And I love how important they are and how important they can be to the leader and also to the the crew that you're leading. Like, like I said, like Joy Joy is like someone that's a very important part of my life, and so are other leaders that I've had in church. And it's like, again there aren't many instances in the world where you can get that mm-hmm. and it is only because it's transformed by jesus um i don't know if you've got a similar experience but that's well, I'm trying to think of like we there's there's a book called raising boys by steve Bidoff, right and i always think about this like i'm only speaking from a male perspective obviously because i only led boys and i'm a man <laughs> if you didn't know but there's this point, he talks about these different stages in a boy's life where like zero to 12, oh sorry, zero to five is just your mum is boy. Basically, it's just like mum is very, very important. From five to 12, it's dad. Dad mm. is like the greatest ever, you know, like my dad is stronger than your dad. Kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> As they get older, like 12 to 16, they dad's important, but they start to find other role models. Mm. And like to, to, to place a role model in like that of a youth leader at the time is just it's perfect timing i think yeah. that's that's what i'm trying to say is it perfect time as a young man to have another older but young man helping you i think and to make sense of the world to make sense and then also of your faith in a youth group, like, man, that's important. Yeah. And then that's the thing, like, you get to a point where they're a bit older, that range, and this is in the book, that they'll start... They won't listen to you as much. They'll tell... Like, if you tell a teenage void, oh, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, and he's like, oh, I'm not going to listen to you. And then, like, another important male figure in their life tells them exactly the same thing. They're like, yeah, he told me not to do that, so I didn't do it. <laughs> the parent's like, what? We <laughs> told you that. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. But that, there, was, there were situations like that in my life, and yeah. I just think, what do you... Yeah. Again, uh, like it's a really great way to shape minds, and I know, I know, I sound like I'm. Uh, I, I just I don't know where where else are you going without Jesus, and to have someone, a young Christian man, telling helping me how to be a younger Christian man, it's just beautiful. And grow
2: into a Christian man, to help like other it. Christian ma- men. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's one of, one of the things I just really want to put forward um was that as put we put it on the table put it on the, the table um <laughs> i just want to i just want to say that as we talk about building relationships with um with teenagers and young people we we mean safe yes relationships. Oh, sorry um, it should be no, no 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 no. i just wanted to it's like, an important thing to be careful it is it is and it's really important to say that um like there's heaps of awesome stuff uh that YouthWorks does if you guys don't know about youth that's the um there's an organization in uh are they just in sydney they're Sydney Anglicans? I don't know. Um, I think so. But they're this, they're this great organisation that have um, uh, put heaps of effort into training and um, helping us out to, um, to, yeah, to create those safe relationships. And raising this, young people. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and, and stay safe in all of that. So as we talk about all this, um, yeah, there's lots of things in place. Um, to, and lots of thoughts in place, and lots of people thinking about how do we make these relationships with these young people both real friendships, mm. but
0: safe ones, but yeah, appropriate, appropriate. appropriate yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah,
2: I think that's a good thing.
1: Um, anything about your experience as being a leader, Braden, that you want to share?
0: Oh, I think it's just been. I feel guilty because it's been so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why uh, would yeah, you be like, guilty? Oh, you just you're not meant to enjoy it this much, surely. Surely, <laughs> <laughs> who says that? Oh, I don't know. That's
1: the yeah. thing, isn't it? Like it's a, like a misnomer of youth oh, ministry, right? It's like oh, it's just something you grow out of. Yeah, my yeah. my
0: my parents aren't Christian, and my mum's my mum always is like, oh, surely you'll get sick of all that volunteering. <laughs> 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 I'm like, oh, I have too much fun. <laughs> I think that's an interesting. Yeah, it's interesting to think about how they view stuff like that. But yeah, is I I I've I love being a youth leader. I love. Um, getting to have um just getting to sit down on a friday and my favorite my favorite part is just when you just get to chat with them mm-hmm. about what whatever's going on whether it's um something sucky that's happening or school at school or whether it's who won the football on the weekend or mm-hmm. how much the sharks suck like i don't I like i love all of that you know what i mean because they're they're your friends i think it's awesome now having Um, some youth boys that are now at at late night hanging out with us on saturday Mm -hmm. so they've finished school i think that's just it's such an awesome um, relationship that you've got to build over as you said like five five or six years of Mm -hmm. them going through youth group Mm -hmm. and now they're they're just one of us and hanging out and Mm -hmm. messaging me memes and (laughs) and doing their own thing at uni and stuff and i think that's that's super fun as well to get to I've um, had that experience with them and now I just get to be mates with them, mm. yeah. I
2: have a mate who who I like was a leader when they were in youth group and they have re- bought a new car recently and we're going to go for a drive because he bought a new car. Like it's just, you become like in there, I don't know how many, how many years, you know, he's 18 and I'm 20, I don't know. Um, 23 in a few weeks, two weeks. Oh. Um, and yeah, like it's just really cool that we've got, oh, that'd be a really fun thing to do. Um, just to hang out and it's, yeah. Yep.
1: I remember once we went with the leaders just out, uh, <laughs> Chris, as we spoke about, um, our coordinator, he's a fan of the Penrith Panthers. So we got all our youth boys and went out to a Penrith Panthers game. Then yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, just doing that stuff is just, it's just fun. And to, and to be able to pass on some knowledge and friendship and love that we experienced when we were growing up in youth group is just a, a really... It's a really great way to to make use of your time. That's yeah. a good way to volunteer. I think Yeah, I you know, think so. if you're going to do all that <laughs> volunteering, <laughs> <laughs> uh, is it time to wrap up the chips, friends? I think so. Think it may be. I've enjoyed. I've enjoyed the meal. Yes. Thank you so much. Uh, youth group is, and youth ministry is a very important part of Soul Revival Church.
0: Mm-hmm. It's also on in like. An hour. Oh, yeah. it's coming, it's coming here <laughs> on a,
1: uh, we're not telling you when we're recording, but it's at this church, but online, so yeah. <laughs> at the moment. Uh, anyway, a very important part of Sorrow Revolved Church. Thank you guys for your ministry and doing it. Uh, I enjoyed minist- youth ministry when I did do it. I don't do it at the, at the time, at this time. Um, if you're interested in anything else, guys, you can get it, jump on the Discord. We've got a Discord, we can hang out. Um, and that's always happening. It's always happening on the youth yeah. at the moment. Um, and we also have the shock Absorber podcast. If you're interested in that, check that out. And that's how we, we do intergenerational ministry, which we think is a great way to do church. But, uh, anything else
0: guys? Ah, I'd just say if you've got any fun youth memories that you want to chuck in the discord, Throw them in I'd the love discord. to see them. That would be cool. Yep. Yeah.
2: Discord comments, both. Yeah. Everything. Like, All everything. All the things. Everything. Yeah. I saw the
0: hashtag bring back Greaves. Yeah, was trending. It yeah, we'll see. We'll see if <laughs> that getting a little bit
1: too overconfident there, Michael Greaves <laughs> But anyway, um, guys, um, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. We um, love you guys. Thanks so much, and love you guys too. Yeah. So, and we'll finish up with that. Ready? Oh, big heart, <laughs> big heart <laughs> big, first. Big Is that right? heart? And, then,
2: and then into the yeah. into the one way. Ready, like
1: three, two, one, Whoa. one way.
2: Ooh.